Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. We're leading into towards the end of January now. Uh, most people are back at work. I'm not. I've still got another week of holidays, as does Koei. I think he's even got a little bit longer. Um, what we've done recently, we've just opened a Facebook group. If you want to join that, uh, we'll just be posting tips and winners and losers and sport topics. And there's already been a fair bit of chat about NBA and some horses and stuff. So feel free to join that. We'll get you in there and we'll put some tips in and stuff. Uh, most Saturdays and Wednesdays and if we know anything during the week, we'll add them in as well. Um, but boys, I welcome you in. Coey, fresh on holidays. Tommy, at work. How are you, Tom? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, got two days left and then I've got a couple of weeks off. So uh, just got to get through the next couple of days. And um, yeah, looking forward to a couple of, week, uh, couple of weeks off. Coey and I are going down to the Australian Open, uh, going for the final. So that'll be pretty sweet. Uh, do it, yeah, and just go get on a plane again. Haven't been on a plane for a while. So be good to get out. What do you um? Where are you staying? Uh, just across the road from the casino. Oh, so that's not dangerous at all. That's not a coincidence, is it, Coey? <laughs> Why would it be? Um, <laughs> oh, we got a bit of spare time. Oh, I know where to go. Uh, got just the right place. So I haven't been to the Cass in God knows how long. I haven't even been to the Star in God knows how long. So who this do we, could get real ugly. Who's going to be in the final? Medvedev after carrying on last night against King. I mean, the kid was good. actually really good. I yeah. thought. I mean, with it, with little to no match fitness, yeah, I thought King was re- really, really good. But I mean, if he had played through the kind of the late part of last year, he, he would have. I reckon he would have been a great chance to actually win the match. So. I think he's beaten him twice already. But to even to win a set yesterday was like a dollar eighty, dollar ninety, which was pretty good odds. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Like, and it was a great bet by you. A good, good spot. Good spot. Um, <laughs> I just can't see the boy I, going down three love. Doesn't happen. Not not at home. Not at the Australian Open. Maybe if it was Tommy. Hundred percent. Oh, Tommy. That it'd be the other way. Yeah, just fucking. It'd be a whitewash. It'd be six zip, six zip, <laughs> six zip, and um, it, it's not even worth the price of admission. It'd literally, yeah, you wouldn't even attend it. Um, I want to put a question to you boys. I did one with Nick yesterday and we sort of had a, an argument at the end, um, completely off topic. Uh, not sure how much lawn bowls you boys have played, but he is he was playing lawn bowls yesterday afternoon and he's like, yeah, it's mad. You just get to drink whatever, unlimited beers and bare feet and whatever. And I said, I said lawn bowls sucks. And he said, he said, I said, would you, would it still be fun if you didn't get to drink beers and you just had to do it sober, how how long does it just become monotonous and just doing the same thing all the time? Um, Tom, would lawn bowls be fun if you weren't drinking? Well, I, I remember playing it as a kid and it was a bit of fun. So, like, b- before you were drinking, like, you'd play those um, lawn bowls or the – what's the one with the silver balls and the oh, yeah. the chuck as well? Yeah, like, oh, that was a bit of fun. I, I don't mind it. Used to get around it on TV a bit when um, they had they had that international series as well. I mean, it definitely better with drinking. That's the best thing about lawn bowls. <laughs> it runs um, perpendicular to the uh, the clubhouse, so there's no extra um, extra yards to go get a drink. But I, I still think it's fun without. I, I'm, I'll go with Nick. That's the point I'm making, though. So if you if I said to you, Tom, on Saturday. Yeah, you know, let's go spend three hours playing lawn bowls, but no, you can't have any. And this is like, let's not say it's the morning. Let's say it's Friday afternoon. And you've got to go play a couple of hours of lawn bowls. 
Is it fun? No beers. Maybe you can have a glass of Fanta or something. I made, yeah, it's something to do. I, I don't mind it. And then you, why can't you drink after? Coey? Like, it's Co- the same, same with darts. <laughs> same with darts. Coey? I would be like, get fucked, Tunners. I am not going to Lawn Bowls uh, for three hours without a beverage, and I am not having a fucking Fanta. Uh, what's that shit? <laughs> Most things that I do as a activity, I guess, like yep. a – whether it's whether it's golf, golf's the same thing. Like, I mean, if I were to take it seriously, would I be a better player? Probably not. But um, like, <laughs> beers definitely help, and I feel lawn bowls is exactly the same. Yeah, like, like <laughs> all right, well, three hours. That's just stiff, and you can see people drinking on the other side of you. You're like, nah, nah, nah I'm nah, not having this. Hang that, hang that up. Um, all right. Well, from last weekend, uh, punting wise, um, obviously Cool and Gutter was good. There were some good races up in Queensland. Eleven Eleven got the chocolates, which was good another year in a row. Uh, to me, I'm not sure how well you boys went at Rose Hill. I didn't do too well. I was just furious at the the leader bias and how hot the rail was and stuff. Because I put out, I did all my bets pretty much eight in the morning and then just sort of let them go. And I was pretty tilted. Tom, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it felt that way a bit earlier, but I think it evened up a little bit towards the middle. I mean... Um, that Banjo yeah. and those ones was... The first three, at least, were ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, there was, but there was a couple, I think, um, a bit later where it did even... Well, everyone sort of caught on that it was a bit later-ish, so everyone was riding a bit more forward. Um, I mean... I don't think it would have had too much of an effect um, on what I was betting with anyway. But, yeah, it was a bit annoying. But, um, yeah, it was still some good performances. I mean, Fashionelle was really good. And um, who was that other horse, Rangers? And Mr. Mosaic. How tough's Mr. Mosaic been? Yeah, Mr. Mosaic. Um, it was cool to see for Zanini in the last as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was unreal, yeah. Good for Muzz. Um, a good one, though, obviously something you push quite often is Monegal. Um Probably went one at about 20s for Teresa Bader. Do you have a little lash? Yeah, uh, I did. I did. Um, it was a bit um, – it was a good ride from Clipperton as well, and he said he had one on um, Monegal before. I think he got a double or – did he get three? Or He was riding pretty well anyways, uh, riding back. He rode Rangers Sam and, um, and Forzanini. Rangers. Forzanini, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was three. So, yeah, he was, he was riding really well, and um, – even Monegal uh, jumped a lot better and was sort of within um, a bit closer to the leaders as well. So I think that helped and um, finally finally paid off back in this horse. So I was happy to get something back from it. Mate, nothing worse, nothing better than getting something at 20s. Coey, how'd you go? 11-11 uh, was my only, yeah, a little bit of joy as well. I think yeah. me and you were the same time. It's like I think I only had a handful of bets at Rose Hill. But yeah, as soon as that, yeah, I reckon it was definitely a. It was, rail was only out three meters, but yeah, it was definitely just hard up on the fence and yeah, leader ish. They'll get a few soft sectionals and just dash for home from the point of the turn. And yeah, I think the only couple that didn't, well, that came from relatively midfield was Monogal and Forzanini. I think they just pressed forward a little bit more than usual because of the bias and yeah. Uh, no, no joy for me. What are the What are your thoughts on eight of the nine winners up in the Goldie being New South Wales jocks? I think it went Tommy, Karen, Tim, James, 
Ryan Maloney obviously won an isotope. Big win. Fuck a back-to-way game. Uh, Bowman, J-Mac, Nash, and Rachel. Shows we've got a pretty good crop, eh? Oh, huge. And that's why... um... If you were to be an apprentice job, you apprentices are absolutely flying up in Queensland at the moment, and there, there's quite a lot of old heads hanging around still. And yeah. once they go, I mean, it's yeah. an open field. So if you wanted, if you're a half decent hoop and you want pretty much full time riding in town, I mean, Queensland's just the place to go right now, isn't it? Like it's, yeah, they're they're just almost a rare breed, and that's why we kill it when we send all our jocks up there and like you look at J-Mac, you look at J-Mac's what, 30 or something, that ballpark yeah. anyway. Yeah. He's, he's got so many years. Uh, Huey's obviously a bit older. K-Mac's a little bit older, but yeah, like they've still got a Robbie, couple They've of got like Robbie Frad and all those guys up there that'll probably hang them up soon. And Jim Byrne and things yeah. like that. Like they're, they're all kind of, you know, well into their twilight years, dare I say. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, yeah. You, look at Maloney, you look at Maloney and Ben Thompson. Um, they're since going they're up killing there. it. They've, they've done yeah. really well, and Steph Thornton as well, doing really well. Yeah, up Steph's there. a gun. Um, and what about Pikey? What about Pikey? I was just about to ask you that as well. So does uh, um, can he crack our top five? Kavanaugh says he's going to be thirteenth. He put out a tweet the other day saying he he'd be about thirteenth in the uh, Sydney jockey room, but he's wow. already got support. I've heard. Uh, Godolphin are willing to support him. Hawks um, will, I reckon. Walla, Hawks, Annabelle Nishim said she'll support him as well. And um, mate, it's it's one of the best jockey rooms in the world. Like uh, the amount of um, talented riders we've got, as you said, Zach, they all go up to Queensland and do really well. But um, I think I think it's just going to add an extra flavour. I mean, it was only what two, three years ago when Bossy just absolutely dominated as well yeah. um, when he came back. So. I definitely think there's uh, room, and I think it's going to be great, the competitiveness. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I think uh, – imagine uh, hearing the crowd at Randwick, Pikey in the last. I yeah, mean, I it'll be an absolute – it'll be chaos. It'll be it'll be something like I've never seen, obviously, Pikey in the flesh. So that'll be, that'll be spectacular. And, I mean, he, you can't not give him support, can you? Like, I mean, if you're a trainer – we give um, yeah we we give a lot of raps to obviously these big jocks like our top couple and obviously Pikey and stuff and you were just talking about apprentices we got a lot of like gun apprentices in Sydney like Ellen Hennessy yeah. Tom Sherry Reese Jones Jenny Duggan so, like Tyler Schiller exactly. and there's a couple Chris of them, couple of them coming down and you got likes of uh, Young Gibbons you got uh, <laughs> yeah. Reese Jones I mean they're they're eventually going to come down into town like, Bailey Wheeler. Some, Bailey yeah. Wheel is killing it in that little far north coast, and yeah, like it, the, we're in a really good spot in New South Wales, really, really good spot. So I look forward to the the next kind of six months to a year. I think we'll see a lot more of an even field of jockeys. I mean, J Mac absolutely dominated last year, but I think that will even out a little bit. And yeah. Hopefully, Tommy gets one up, one up on him. <laughs> last year he was so darn close. So. He was so close. Happy birthday to Tommy today as well. Yes, yeah, Tommy Berry. Another. He's gonna get. He's he's flying anyway, mate. He had a good win up in up in um up on the Goldie too. I think in the first wasn't it? He loves winning race Warm, one. Tommy. Yeah. Loves winning loves race to one. Start on a good note. Yeah. No. Um. But we're back at Randwick this weekend. Um. Still ten races. I'm not sure when this is ever going to end, but ten of the best. 
Uh, we can fly through some. Um, let's go to the first. We've got Silent Impact. This is an 1,100-metre race. So, Gay Waterhouse is the favourite in race one. There's hardly any money for anything at the moment. But Capital Reigns, the second fave. Portelli, Quick Tempo at five. Spellcatcher at six. Flying Crazy. That's something I, I put out... Um, Sort of when markets opened, I thought that would have been a little bit of a good bet. Still eight dollars, I think it's like about. I think it was maybe eleven or twelve when it first opened. But um, Tommy, anything for race one? Mate, uh, just watched Subterrarian as well. Uh, had the ultimate gear change uh, coming back at Gelding. Nash, I needed a big weight. Might need to run. Might need a couple of runs to get fit. But um, watch out for it. It's going to be winning race soon. Flying crazy for Gerald. Been. Um, been really consistent last prep, so I think it can go pretty well. But the one I want to be with is uh, the one with a lot of wins next to it is Quick Tempo. Tommy Sherry and Mark Minavetti from Newcastle. Um, Tommy takes one and a half off. Uh, I think he he's just a really consistent horse. This horse is coming to town and going to be testing against um, some of the big stables. But I really like this horse and it's a uh, few wins. I want to see what it can do. Yeah, five from five so far. Coey? Yeah, I'd love to... I need to see it run in town before I have any say on that kind of form. Cause I mean, he obviously has good big thoughts on it coming down the highway from, you know, Newcastle, Tari, Musselbrook, that's all its runs. And yeah, straight into, you know, a proper city class company. I mean, a couple of these also proper form, like you look at flying crazy, which I don't mind at all. I think there's a nice price for it. Uh, last, Last prep, I mean, Devil's Throat, we saw that up at Queensland in that maiden. Uh, it's run against Animo. I mean, four lengths be- behind Animo, I think that's pretty solid form, to be absolutely honest. Um, none of these horses in this field will beat it. Uh, Tommy's already touched on Subterranean. Big thought, big raps about that as well, and solid impact. I mean, it's scratched out tonight. Tonight's Canterbury meeting's been absolutely decimated of <laughs> dual noms. Yeah. Um, that last start in Dulcify, you put a pen through it. I think, you know, Giannis and Tiger and Malay were just way too strong. Drawn low, I mean, it. the rail's at eight. So I'm I'm thinking it might be similar to last weekend where it's a little bit of a bias up front. I'm hoping it isn't, but, you know, eight metres is a long way out. So I'd be thinking some something that will be on speed, which will be silent impact. But if it is playing fairish, I wouldn't mind specking flying crazy. That's it. I like to hear that. Flying crazy. All right, race two, 1,000-meter dash, two-year-olds. I like this. $5 equal favorites at the top. Pretty much three-way equal favorites, to be honest. Zambezi, River, Hugh Bowman, Chris Waller, five bucks. Sir Artie for the Snowdens, five bucks. Wild Calm for Annabelle, five fifty. Then we go to Emperor, Northumbria at sevens. Um, Rare Beauty. This is a bit of a um, this is a bit of an unknown, Tommy. Um, any thoughts here? Yes, yeah, Hugh. Um, I think three slipper winners out of the last 10 years have debuted in this race, including same side last year. So uh, very big watch this race. The, the two I want to sort of follow are two of the favourites, um, the two coming out of the early two-year-old form. For Wild Calm, uh, fourth in the gym crack was very good. But I think Zambezi River, it's the $1.5 million horse. And it um, if you watch it behind Snitty Cat um, in that, uh, first race it had, it was um, had a bit of hard luck and still finished really strong in the um, in that Breeders' Plate. So I, I think it's going to be really good. Huey on Walla, where we're seeing this James Harron Walla connection come back, and I think they might have a good one here in uh, Zambezi River. And I think five dollars is perfect. I want to be with it. 
Coey? Racing two in mind. Um, I think just that breeder's plate form, as Tommy's already touched on, I think that's that's where I'd, I'd be looking anyway. I think they merit the support and favouritism. So Zambezi River or Emperor. I think Emperor's just got that sticky gate uh, to contest with. It will try and lead and cross, but it might have to overwork. Uh, saying that, I think Zambezi River, I mean, you can't argue with that stay inside kind of theory. We've seen these, you know, Harren, Bloodstock, Silks win the slipper before in Capitalist. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be with it as well, guys. All right. Race number three is the highway. Uh, extravagant, extravagant lad, Karen, aboard. $4. Open four bucks. Staying four bucks. Nothing for it. Danzadell, we know that one too. Robinson and Tommy for 40. Uh, Shelby, 66. Uh, Reese Jones on there for Danny Williams, claiming two. Um, what else we got? I'm starting to see if anything's actually been backed. Nothing really uh, money-wise at all, Tommy. Um, any thoughts for the highway? No, I'm really interested in this Fangela. Uh, this Nash, Keith yeah. Dryden Nashville Rilla, very, um, very lightly raced. Um, and Keithy must have an opinion if he's coming to a highway with it. He's booked Nash. Um, didn't do uh, seven of eight in its other run in town on a heavy surface, but Maybe um maybe in that soft good we might see a bit better of it. So I'm gonna spec Fangela here. If if we start, do yeah. get a bit yeah, yeah, if we do get a bit of rain, I don't mind Shelby sixty six, Reese Jane claiming two. It's probably the class horse in this race, but I'm I'm gonna take a pun on Fangela, I think. What about you, Kai? I'm super interested in this Fangela as well, but I've got it's it's hard to say if it'll get a run. It needs one more scratching to get a start. I mean it's drawn really well and I think yeah, you put a pen through last start purely because it was a heavy surface, I think. It's last three before that were soft five, soft five, good four. So I think it just wants to be on top of the ground a bit more. Uh, definitely intrigued by it. It will probably kick up and lead from that low barrier. So if that were to be the case and it gets a start, it'll have my name all over it. But some, some, something, I don't know, it's a really tricky race because – the element of surprise being the speed, speed's everywhere here. Um, it's a dash. So something that's drawn better, you could probably spec. What's that thing? The I'm curious about this Mark or Dreamer a little bit, but saying that, I yeah, it's a real tricky highway. Yeah, I reckon I reckon Fangella would be the bet if it if it gets a run. Okay. It just needs one more scratching. Probably will. All right. Um, race four over the mile for Philly's Mares. And we dance is fave. That's been backed already. 440 to 320. Karen and Chris Waller. Sir Lemur. Uh, Tommy and Chris Waller at fives. We've got Arctic Thunder. We know that one. $7. Tyler's aboard claiming two. Awesome choice. Uh, Rachel King and Joe Pride, nine bucks. And then we go out to double figures. Uh, the rest. Tom, anything for maybe at odds? Meg, Magella. I'm a big Meg fan, and Magella's coming out of a, um, a Bell of the Turf, which uh, has already produced some winning form with um, Monaco last week. So I could make a case of both of them. And then uh, Meg fan as well. You can make a case of Arctic Thunder's always really consistent, uh, winning in a few races. Tyler taking two off there. But I'll probably, um, looking at And We Dance, the favourite here, I think it's... Um, should be rock hard fit now after three runs. It's um, been really consistent without winning. Um, I'm going to go and we dance, I think. Coey with five? Oh, I've already backed and we danced. I think it will shorten in the market. Um, I think that know. Arctic Thunder, right? Arctic Thunder, that was the form line. It, 
I had a bet on it last start, and of course Arctic Thunder that did me, but um, not the issue. Looking forward, forget about that. Sixteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, hundred. If there is a leader bias, I think Andy Dance will just bolt up. It doesn't really get penalised with the weights at all. Uh, this time around, Arctic Thunder will be carrying. Oh, it's got a two kilo claimer with uh, Tyler Schiller on board, so yep. he'd be back on the sa- same weight, hundred meters further. I think, yeah, it's just going to be fitter for the run. Um, I think, I think it has potential to win a couple more races. I don't know if they want to take it further than the mile, but I'll be keeping an eye close to it. But yeah, and we danced again, and that's kind of betting with my heart. All right, and we danced uh, midway. Can never win this fucking race. Um, eighteen hundred meter race. Jungle Book is fave for Claire Cunningham. Jay Collard aboard. Been backed. It's into four twenty already. Viren, Chad Schofield, Barrier twelve though. David Payne five fifty. Mister Bond at seven. We got Real Peace for Reese Jones and Connors. That's the seven fifty. We got White Boots. Like that horse. Tyler Schiller claiming two for Kim. And then we go out to some bigger odds with Songbird, a Serenade, Back to Man, etc. Um, Tom, I got no idea this race. I'm going to bank on a couple of horses that I think are starting to get fit into their prep that um, I do like, and that's Brown Thomas and Mr. Bond. They've showed nothing in their first two runs, but um, I think coming back to a midway, especially Brown Thomas, um, I think this is the sort of race that can start doing well. I think Jenny Duggan's a really good bookie in similar similar sort of style to um, that horse you want a few on. Um, Torrens, uh, this horse... Had a few runs. Uh, Terry Croft um, always does pretty well with this horse. So I'm looking at those two, and I, I think Canyon Arrow is a massive knockout as well. He won a highway sim- uh, midway similar to this last prep, and it's always been con- uh, really consistent. So I, I like Canyon Arrow as well. The gate's a bit tricky there, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three could back a few of them and uh, each way and maybe get a return. Like any at odds, Coey? Fuck, this is tough. Man. You're right. I never win midways. I think we won the very first one with whatever that Greg Hickman runner was. Our <laughs> uh, Bellagio miss. It was an absolute touted favourite and romped in like a favourite. Since then, since the conception of <laughs> midways, I mean, this is just, fuck, a shit show. Um, <laughs> I'd be... I don't mind uh, Songbird Serenade winning last start at Maria. Stolen Glance comes out of the same race as it... Um, the gate's definitely beneficial for Songbird Serenade. I mean, I couldn't actually tell you the last time I saw Brendan Ward in town. So I'd be keeping an eye on it. Uh, I don't mind Viren's at all. Yeah, tricky barrier, though. Um, it'll probably try and contest lead. I'm guessing, anyway. It'll probably try and attempt to be forward from the wide barrier. So I don't mind it. it that, that's probably well-placed in the market. Uh, what's Songbird Serenade playing, Tunnis? Nine bucks. And what's Stolen Glance paying? Stolen Glance is 15. Yeah, just at odds. I'd probably just follow that form line. Give me a little bit on Stolen Glance. Yeah, Rachel King and Glenda. All right, race six, 2,000-meter uh, race. Too much to bear. $2.15 favorite. But Desert Icon, the other Waller runner here for Karen, uh, 11 bucks already in the 650. So it's had some support. Greek Hero at 750. Made of War at 850. Demetra, Criminal Code. Uh, this is one that I thought could be a pretty good chance. Criminal Code, it was dual nom, but I'm not sure if it's still nom for the other race, but I think this 2,000-meter race is pretty winnable. It opens 17s, it's now 12. Reese Jones is aboard. I don't know. I'm a little Criminal Code fan. Um, our candidate's there, and then some other bigger odds to go with. Um, too much to bear. Pretty good horse, though, Tommy. 
Yeah, um, you've hit the nail on the head there with those uh, horses, Zach. I think too much to bear is the right uh, favourite here and it's going to be tough to beat. But Criminal Code, um, everyone gets going to be uh, more likely to do really well. Um, Reese Jones on it as well, get into that 2000. Uh, it's had a trial in between its first run as well. So I think it could go pretty well. Really interesting to see if Mate of War comes here. There's no jockey notified. I think it's still Nom. So uh, just watch out for Mate of War. And Desert Icon coming from Melbourne as well. Uh, if that Melbourne form stacks up, then Desert Icon's right in it. But too much to bear and criminal code of the two for me. Coey? Real, really interesting run of Desert Icon, I think. Uh, third up in Australia. I think it'll be... Rock hard fit for it, and I, I'm only going from UK form really. But it's come through, you know, stakes grade. Uh, came third at Goodwood, uh, over two thousand metres, give or take. So I think it's the pet distance that it's looking for. And if that will be the case, I think the price is far better than too much to bear. But too much to bear warrants to be favourite. I think it is a little bit unders at the moment, just slightly. But saying that, uh, yeah, it's. Got a couple of wins up on, you know, like good wins as well. Yeah. Last start, I think it just didn't handle the Kensington track as well. I think it was a little bit stop-go. So I wouldn't say put a pen through. It still came second. Mm. But uh, with the forecast panning the way it is, it's going to be, you know, rail's going to be out eight. Uh, it's drawn well. It's got good and soft form. So you take that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to look past. But, yeah, a little bit of specking on Desert Icon, but too much to bear to win. All right, first leg of the quad, 1,100 metre. Uh, Selena Dreaming. Uh, I don't mind this horse. So Hugh Bowman and Davies, it's 3.20 to 3 bucks. We've got Nicole e. Beagle um, for, I think it's Jared Austin. That one last start was actually quite quite good too. That's at 6 bucks. We've got Osamu uh, for Annabelle at 7s. We've got Lancaster Bomber at 8.50. Broken Arrows at 9. Shadow Crush at 9.50. And then we get double figures with Superior Witness. And even Albalagio misses there for Robert and Luke, but no jock, so not sure there. Uh Tommy, thoughts? Big. I'm. I've talked about Selena Dream in the last few weeks when um, the uh, it's been in and scratched. Um, it's had a couple of vet certificates as well, so a few problems with the feet, I think, and the. Um, I think it's having a few gear changes as well. So, I think it's the best horse in the race, and if if it's fit and good enough, it wins. Uh, especially first up, it's really strong. So. Um, really interesting to see what the market does with this horse. If it, if they do back it and it's looking fit and everything, then jump on Selena Dreaming because it should win. If not, and people are uh, keen to go against it, then there's uh, there's a couple of horses like maybe Broken Arrows winning first up uh, can continue with race change again, or something like Lunicorn. Um, I know it was a bit disappointing in uh, Melbourne the last couple of preps after uh, looking pretty good early on. But I think just another season um, under Chris Lee's, uh, this, um, yeah, Pusong Saloon horse would be great. I, I, th- I think it could do really well, especially first up. Its record's really good as well. So uh, watch on Lunicorn. But if all things equal and everyone gets their right opportunity, I think Selena Dream very hard to beat. Thoughts, King? It's, it's tricky as well. I mean, I'm all over kind of Selena Dreaming. I think Angela's got... Two very good runners running tomorrow in this race and the following race, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against an all up. I mean, I think Barry is good. Bowman booked first up record great. 
it gets the conditions to suit on top of the ground. Um, if it is fit and healthy, which I mean, it's still accepted into this race. So I'd be, yeah, I, it's pretty hard to steer anyone away from it. A couple of interesting runners, but around it, but they're all coming out of midway form or midweek form. It's kind of one of the two and, pretty hard to find really so i'd be looking at selena dreaming in this one yeah it's nice um race eight is the listed carrington stakes uh 1400 meters we got through the cracks um barrier 12 though rachel king and davies it's already this is eight dollars to 370 so it's had a fair whack at it also money for purple sector 13s into eight we got prime candidate at eight holyfield at eight special reward at 850 old mate steely is back but um Gab, who's been on the show before, he said it needs a run. But every time he's fucking said that, it's one. So who knows? That's $10. <laughs> Looks like hell versus 12s. And even True Detective is there as well. Uh, Tommy, huge money for this um, through the cracks. Yeah, they went up eight bucks, I think. And uh, they realized they got that wrong and they've, they've smashed it. It's it's a really interesting race. And I think um, I think when things are this even, you look at the form and you look at something at a low weight like it and it can do really well. But um, I... I I could also back a couple of, uh, in this race, especially up the um, top of the field with Special Reward, Purple Sector, I think. Both really consistent horses. Um, special Reward, uh, really strong in the last couple of runs it's had as well. And um, coming back to a race like this, I think it could go really well. Steely, um, just, it wins these sort of races, as you said, Zach, that we think um, it's not going to go too well in. He always pops up. He's... Apart from last run, he's been really consistent, and I, I just don't think he had anything go his way last time either. So um, you can make a case. True Detective was really strong and fought out uh, first up as well, um, and a few other things. But I might have a bet on special reward and um, maybe one or two other things I'd put in the quaddy. Oh, Glenn Schofield, special reward. You can have him. Um, Goey? Uh, I do enjoy the um, – well, through the cracks – Let's start with there. Uh, comes out of the listed Christmas classic out of Canterbury. Quite a few runners from it are running in this. Prime candidate, uh, special reward. The likes, uh, I mean, through the cracks, it competed in the Villiers to end its campaign last, well, wasn't even that long ago. It was in December. So just had a little freshen up in between. And it came forth in that. And I think that's huge. Um, same as Steely. Steely was in that race. 53 and a half kilos. Barely gets penalised at all. Only problem is it's got a sticky draw, but the low weight could just carry it over the line. Another one that I probably wouldn't mind specking would be Holyfield, just purely because it's short back up, ran enormous at Gold Coast in that uh, Magic Millions Cup. Uh, 11-11, obviously in-form horse, Apache Chase, another in-form horse. Those form lines don't lie. So I'd, I'd be specking both of them uh, through the cracks in Holyfield. Okay. Okay. Uh... Hollyfield, fuck, Annabelle's flying too. Um, race nine yeah. is over the mile. Uh, Yee Yee, horse I back quite often. Uh, barrier 10 for Karen, it's 460 into 320. King's Air, 550 to 5. My Coe's. Canasta is 550. We've got Lakeen for Timmy Clark aboard. He's at 6 bucks. Batiga, $8. Wariri falls. And then we go out, Opacity. Criminal Code's there as well, but I assume it'll probably run in the earlier race. Um, Tom, bit of a tough one. Are you Yee Yee's camp? Uh, I was last start and uh, disappointed that yeah, Kings Air sort of got on top of it, but I think it's out of those two. So um, maybe your Cornellas exactors. I definitely think um, those two very. They're always sort of in and around the money. 
um, these two horses, but it's it's really hard to find them. I think the wave swing sort of helps Yee this time, and the market shows that too. So Kieran McAvoy, Chris Waller, you probably got to lean towards Yee, but King's Air has been really uh, since Ben Gelder has been really tough, um, and the last few runs has shown that and, and broke through for a win last start and still gets fifty six and a half here with Huey on. So. I couldn't. I couldn't talk you out of backing either of those two horses. I think. I think the winner comes out of them. Thoughts, King. Yeah, the only I would love to back King's Air again. Uh, it's just that barrier. Uh, I have to imagine that it's going to try and run the similar race it did last start with all these horses, um, Lekane, Yee Yee, the likes. Uh, barrier ten. It ran from Barrier Five last start, and we were just literally sat outside the leader and just went bang. And it was an easy watch for me, which was great. But this time it might be a little bit trickier. Uh, no one really gets penalised with weights at all here. I think Yee Yee was the eye catcher though, uh, hands down. Why it closed in that last kind of 400 metres was really promising. I know that Barry 11 sounds sticky, but it will probably just settle mid midfield anyway. Hence, uh, it warrants to be favoured, I think. But, yeah, racing two. I'll be backing Kings Air just purely because I love that horse. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe just Quinella. Back the two of them as a Quinella. <laughs> All right, we go to the last. And Waihaha Falls is the fave. Tommy Berry and John O'Shea. A little bit of a drift. It's 370 out to four bucks. we got Cafe Royal. Kobe Jennings is riding for Nathan Doyle. Also drew wide, as did Waihaha Falls, both 10 and 11. Uh Money's fluctuating for this Bring the Ransom. It opened eight, got out to ten, back into eight. We got Omaji at eight dollars, Yukon at nines, more Sundays at ten. Uh, Papa Warrior, I think that's probably, um, a, I think that's overs. I think it's 13 into 11, but I think that's a pretty good bet. Uh, Karen and Chris, but um, Tom, thoughts? Yeah, uh, a couple of good last night winners. Omaji's decided to go this race instead of the other one. Traduction was good in uh, work. Um, Winning last start, uh, more Sundays at Newcastle. A few of them stepping up, though. Uh, Cafe Royale could be suited to a race like this as well, but I think I'd be with you as well, Zach. And Paper Warrior, I think it's uh, a great price, $11. Uh, really sort of consistent. Um, ran home for third uh, behind Kings Aaron Yee last start, um, and I think that's good form. So I, I think I'd be with Paper Warrior at the $11 in um in a tough but open race. You with us, King? So tough. I mean, I think that form line's really good, but it has a seven kilo swing, uh, seven and a half kilo swing, and that's pretty steep in my eyes. It's definitely probably the classiest runner in this field. And, you know, we've be- we've backed it a few times in- on this show, but, yeah, seven and a half kilos, third behind. It was a tough run. Uh it led up uh, probably, what, 600 metres of that race and then King's Air just literally jumped off his shoulder and then just went straight past it. So, And the fact that it was carrying 51 kilos that day, I don't know. Uh, the price is nice, but it probably wouldn't be for mine. I, I don't mind Cafe Royale. I think second up form's good enough. Barry 11's definitely sticky, but it will probably – I'm going to say it's going to press forward. Uh, there is a little bit of speed underneath it. But I think how much is it, uh, Tunis? Which one? Cafe, Cafe Royal. Yeah, sixes. Like sixes. Barrier I think eleven. Hmm. Barrier eleven. Barrier eleven. I know the barrier is definitely the stickiest part of this. So six bucks, I can probably roll the dice and have a have a go at it. 
Okay. All right, that is 10 of the best. We need to fucking land one of these multis. All right, um, I've got three of the best legs. I've got two win, no, two places and a win. I'm going Papal Warrior in the last. I think it's going to place. You're getting about 330-ish. Um, I think Criminal Code, as long as it runs in race six, I think that's a good uh, good bet for a place. That's 360. And going to Melbourne at Mooney Valley, uh, Yulong Command, I think it wins a race number five. It's about the 230 mark. Um, put that in. It's $26.73. Tom. Uh, I think Zambezi River is my best at Randwick and uh, $5. I think it's a great price for it. So I'll put it in. Um, elsewhere, it's a bit tough. Uh, I think Tamerlade wins in uh, Brisbane and you're getting 215 for it. So I've thrown that in and I can't find anything else in the country. So I've looked across the, the cracker meeting over in New Zealand and I think Amaralena first up uh, is pretty good as well. So... Track all them together. I think you're getting about 27 bucks. Beautiful. Same as mine. Coey? I've got uh, four legs, and much like Tommy, I've gone over the ditch as well. Um, I've got Hollyfield to place. I've got Selena Dreaming to win. And then we'll look at both the three-year-old group threes uh, on the bubbles to win, and then Sword of State to win. That'll give you about 40 bucks. 40 bucks is good. What was the um, Jamie Richards thing on the weekend that did no good? Uh, that was Trivia? yes. That came like fuck. What fifth. happened? It was like a dollar fifty or something. Or yeah, just didn't run on. Just fucking ordinary. Had every chance to you know run on, but just didn't respond. Yeah, ordinary. All right. Um, enjoy Melbourne, boys. You're going. Um, oh, whenever you go, you got a couple of days up days there. That'll be good. Um, but fingers crossed, we uh, get a couple of winners on the weekend. Um, fingers crossed, I'm going to have to do a couple of tennis multis as well in the, over the weekend because it's time to salute a fucking 10-legger. Uh, enjoy, boys. Shit, yeah. Cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I, should be a good weekend.